Hey everyone, welcome back to the Broken Record podcast. I have two weirdos here with me today, but they're successful weirdos, so <laughs> they're allowed to be weirdos. I'm your favorite client, is that what you were going to say? Loki. Yes, I know. I just wanted you to say that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When you say barked, mm. you mean asper barked? Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you not say boo? I do. <laughs> welcome to the second season of the Broken Record podcast. Let's have a good time. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Broken Record podcast. Have an amazing guest again, as I always do, on with me this week. Um, a friend of mine, someone who's also doing such amazing work. She has been for years now. Her name is Ayomide Dokumu. I'm sure you know her. Or Cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing person. Hey, Mide, how are you doing today? I'm great. Hi, Leila. Thanks for having me on here today. Thanks for coming on. Are you sure you're great? Because <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm stressed, but I think that's just the hazards of living in Nigeria. So I'm always good, but stressed. What's stressing Mide today? <laughs> <laughs> I got a call this morning and um, it was my main bank, Zenith Bank, telling me they're closing my account because apparently I've traded in cryptocurrency. Um, without notice? Oh, no notice. I was like, oh, so when are you closing the account? She was like, I was supposed to have closed it last week. But, you know, I was just waiting. So now, so move your money. <laughs> I said, okay. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Okay, so basically right now and um someone did confirm this on a call this morning with someone in, in zenith bank apparently accounts are being closed if you've been trading in crypto which is um which is a move that's quite draconian if you ask me that's that's a bit stressful come on yeah and like no notice just like okay but if it was illegal or wrong wouldn't you have flagged it at the moment that it happened and then sort of you know but like I Thank guess you. anyone does whatever they want in this country but you know it's just a bit ridiculous because obviously this is following the crypto ban and at the end of the day if someone has traded in crypto before you placed a ban and you decide to then close their account um, because they've traded in crypto how how does that make any sense Whatso whatsoever. Zenith Bank, come on, man. That's a funny question because I don't think anything Nigerians do make any sense. I just imagine today, like, somebody at the top being like, close all crypto accounts. Mm -hmm. And the memo just going down, down, down. And, like, to them, they don't even know. They don't know anything. So I'm not surprised, honestly. Like that senator said, you can't regulate it. true. <laughs> <laughs> if I start speaking about crypto today, I'm just going to get stressed because, um, wow, what a ban, what a ban. But other than that, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm a bit stressed as well because it's coming up to March, which is a busy period at work. And um, yeah, literally said to one of my partners today is I just need to get through March <laughs> and then I'll be good. And why is March the busiest month for you at FEM? Um, so it's International Women's Day, aka International Women's Month. And um, so since December 2018, when we started, there's been like FEM and FEM Africa, which is basically us working with women in music. But last year in August, so August 2020, the end of August, we launched Fem Mag, which is an online magazine editorial. So I now have two sorts of brands that focused on women. And then now we're doing the Fem Network, which is focused at the 
Nigerian university students or fresh graduates. To be honest, university students in general. So now we have like almost three products aimed at like Nigerian women or women in general rather. And it's like, we all have to do something in March. So it's also working with the different brands within the company and being like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And it's a lot. It's very overwhelming, but it's the work. So it's exciting. You busy, busy woman. So (laughs) (laughs) essentially here, what you've created is an umbrella company, Femme being the brand. And then you have uh, Femme Africa, which is a community. You have Femme Mag and you also have the Femme Network. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Midday, you're busy. <laughs> but let's backtrack a bit. Um, we're we're going to speak more on uh, Femme Africa, Femme Mag and the Femme Network. But let's backtrack a bit. When did you move back to Nigeria and why did you decide to come back home? Um, okay, so I moved back right after university, I would say. Um, I mean, I think I stayed the summer. Then I moved back in about August 2018. And... For the most part, I'm happy I did. My decision-making process was somewhat like all my family and my friends uh, in Nigeria or at the time, maybe London, I don't know. But it was just sort of like, there's nothing like living where is your home, if that makes sense. So in America, I felt very, I know a lot of people make fun about make fun of like accents and fake accents or whatever. But then what I did learn is like code switching is real. When mm. you're around, people who speak a language or predominantly like have an accent or whatever you're more inclined to speak like that and I felt like in my daily interactions if my voice was not even my own how could I possibly feel at home how could I form relationships with people where like I couldn't even speak like myself yeah. Like that was the crazy, like it was mind blowing for me that like, wow, I can't even talk. Because I remember every holiday I would go back and I'm like, I am speaking in my accent. Like I am not changing. I'm saying like this. Oh, yeah, give I, us the accent yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I was speaking my Nigerian accent, but yeah. then I worked like as a call center. So I had to be on my, you know, <laughs> I don't even remember. I can't even do it. I'm sorry. Because yeah. I don't even remember it. And I was just, every time I would say that, then like I would speak to my roommates before I know it's like yeah I just walked over to the store (laughs) I hated it like I hated that I could that like was a big thing for me secondly I'm like okay I'm on a student visa if I'm trying to stay in America I have to work with companies who are going to sponsor me and certain types of companies will sponsor you to like the Deloitte the big fours like basically bigger companies and um I got to the final stage of an interview for something called was it like it was like a risk job I don't even know name and I was like this is just so not me I didn't get the job I don't know if my life would be different if I got the job but like I did it and I thank God that I did because I know that I would have hated that I just knew that I was applying for stuff because I wanted to stay or I don't even think that I wanted to stay I think I was just scared like everyone was just like oh my god if you move back you'll be earning however much thousands you're earning and I was just like okay so when I didn't get the job like I called my mom and then like I just literally was weeping (laughs) on the phone and she was just like no like calm down like literally it's not the end of the world and I was like okay great like I'm gonna work for the rest of the summer move back to Nigeria with whatever dollars I have (laughs) and then yeah but before I even moved back I had gotten a job in Nigeria so I sort of moved back started working and I've been here since 
amazing amazing so code switching student visa <laughs> to be honest those i think those are the reasons why a lot of people you know do end yeah. up moving back code switching is a very real thing because you know i find when i talk to my little nephew right like i go into this voice where i'm like hey atlas yeah. mm-hmm. how are you today <laughs> i'm like jesus christ Layla, come on <laughs> like that's a bit much you know um so yeah no i i get you and here you are at home and you have done a lot in the past three years or so. Um, you may not even give yourself as much credit <laughs> as you should. Um, you've started an umbrella company that's created phenomenal brands that are going to take women far. And let's start with Fem Africa, a company and a community that you created for women who are creatives in Nigeria. What led to this? Um, okay, so a combination of things, I would say. So, like I said, when I start, when I moved back, I had had a job, and I was in a job in a media company who, at the time, was about to start um, an event company, almost, an event offshoot, and they were doing about, like, six shows in December. So, around the same time, one of my closest friends, um, he called me, and he was like, oh, he has this idea for, like, a show for, like, women or whatever. And I was just like, you know when you just sort of, like, dismiss, like, something, and you're just like, yeah, like, good for you and then I sort of left that and then around the same time because we were doing the events we were doing six shows and I remember like there just weren't any women really on the lineup and even if they were I think we had one headliner across like six days or so and there weren't really like supporting acts and I was like oh wow like this is a problem so that happened as well then at the same time as well I think I was in I think I was in therapy and I hated, like, just complaining about hating my job, hating, like, everything, just being like, okay, this is not, like, what I thought it would be. And they're like, okay, so my therapist was sort of like, what do you want to do? And I was like, what do I actually want to do? And I was thinking about all the things that I cared about. So I was thinking about, I care about women and I care, like, I've always wanted to be media. I've always wanted to be in entertainment for as long as I could remember. So I'm like, what can I do to sort of, get out of this funk, change the things that I hate about the industry and work with the people that I love the most, women. (laughs) And that like sort of brought me back to like when my friend talked about it and I was like, okay, let me speak about, let me think about the feasibility of actually doing this. So I was like, okay, how much is a band? Found that out. How much is, I thought I had a venue. So I was like, okay, what's a venue like? Da, da, da. And I thought it was going to be so much easier than it ended up being. Um, Wait, no, it ended up being hard. I thought it was going to be easier. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember like those were the two things, a band and a location. And I didn't think about anything else. So casually, I think they told me however much the band was. I think it was like 150K or something. And I was like, eh? How am I supposed to get 150k on my 80k salary or whatever? And it's 150k that might never come back to me. So I casually said it to one of my friends. I was like, oh, like, how would you pay for my band? Like, it was really a joke. And he was like, how much is it? And then I said it. And then he was like, yeah. And that was like, what? <laughs> um, it ended up being more expensive than that. And there were other costs that I didn't think about. But like I rallied like my brother, my brother's friend. My brother actually did not donate to that first one. <laughs> but his friend. And, like um, called yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember I literally put them in the group chat. I was like, guys, I need this and this. And then, yes, I was able to do the first one. And like the reception, like it was just... 
it was really like it was amazing i was like wow i I think i remember we had 66 people and i was shocked i was like oh my god like people are coming for like this nameless like we didn't even have an instagram page Oh, wow. So, like, people couldn't tag us because I remember that they were like, oh, what should we tag? I was like, we don't have Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, subsequently, when they're like, oh, do you have pictures? I was like, we don't have a photographer. We didn't have a photographer. We didn't, I didn't know so much. So, from there, it just became everyone's like, when's your next one? I was like, next one? Like, I just did this project. <laughs> and yeah. Wow. That's how it started. Wow. And, you know, ideas can always diversify. Would you say that you knew exactly what you wanted for Femme from that very first event? No. Like I said, <laughs> we didn't like I didn't even think to make an Instagram because I didn't think it was going to be a thing. Mm. So it was like, OK, I was just going to do this show and then see. Like I wasn't thinking about the next one. I was, I was just like, I'm doing this one show and it sort of morphed into... But you know what's so brilliant about Femme? Because I remember when you launched and for me as a woman, and I'm sure for every woman that knows Femme and remembers when you launched, it was like, wow, we need this, you mm -hmm. know, whether you like music or you don't, like yeah. whether you're in the music industry or you're not, like you knew it was something that was necessary and something that you effed with. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was really, really, it is really, really something for women by women, um, like you guys do say um, in Femme. Infem, yeah. Infem. yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about music for a bit because I was going through um, your website, Fem's website, and I saw that in a 2018 study, it was discovered that only 2% of music producers and 3% of engineers across um, popular music are women. Now, while platforms like Femme Africa are obviously taking us closer to gender parity in the music industry, it's still quite far away. Why mm -hmm. do you think this is? Okay, a number of reasons. So those numbers are even like, I would say, across Western countries. We don't even know what it's like in Nigeria because mm. data is hard to come by. Um, but so we did a study internally as well as to different reasons why women might not necessarily go into music or music supporting careers where it's music is still seen sort of like a rebellious thing, right? There are not many people that would tell their parents, oh, I want to go into music and they'll be like, yay. Mm -hmm. So we know that men are the ones that have always been giving room to be rebellious and be like, okay, I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. While women is also like, it's like... Tame yourself. Yeah, exactly. So that's one. Then think about simple and practical things like, oh, when your brother was out playing football and you were at home helping your mom in the kitchen or doing other things, like this takes time away for you to, from, from you to do things, for you to like develop hobbies that are like your own. Um, third, I feel like um, even in terms of, okay, everything being informal in Nigeria, how do you learn to be a producer? How do you learn to be a sound engineer? You hang around people who are doing this. Or I don't know how other people learn, to be honest, but I know that these are informal ways that people learn. You hang around them, you're like, teach me, blah, blah, blah. Women do not have that luxury to be following men up and down. We actually yeah. really don't. Because it's like, what is she doing there? Like, da, da, da. 
how many female ga- like I don't mean gangs like gangs I mean like music <laughs> music <Yeah. guys. laughs> do we see like it's not easy for women at all even in terms of like the hours that people keep like oh being in the studio at 2am who's going to let you get to the studio at 2am how are you going to get there safety there's just so many things that we have to think about as women so I think these are all different factors that sort of hold women back in terms of women performers I've heard people say and this is something that it's not far-fetched at all if you ask label head or something they say that women are more expensive and they think that women are more expensive because they're like oh we have to pay for her hair and we have to pay for her makeup but I think all these things are cop-outs they are cop-outs because even men who go on stage wear makeup even men who go on stage (laughs) you do their hair you know these are the things where it's like you know so many people are lucky that we're not more spiteful as women (laughs) you know because Mm -hmm. these things are clearly things that shouldn't exist clearly barriers that shouldn't be there and they are so easy to just shove out of the way if only people would let that happen you know yeah um in in running femme are there facts about women in the music industry particularly in nigeria i mean you just said that you've carried out your own studies mm-hmm. but are there other facts that you have learned that have come as like rude shocks to you um, I wouldn't say like rude shock, but for instance, like what I just mentioned about, oh, they say that women are more expensive and stuff. Like I didn't know that that was something, you know. And then I hear a lot of, yeah, but women are hard to work with. And it's like, have you met men? I remember I was speaking <laughs> at <laughs> I was speaking at a panel and one of the fellow panelists had said she had op- said whatever she said about um women not supporting one another I didn't think that people were still saying that in 2020 but you know what I've learned also is that I have to bite my tongue a lot (laughs) so I have to over suck up and be like okay be more understanding like like you said before you know we started recording like it kind of turns you down being an industry with like Nigerians as well so basically saying and then I pointed out to her I was like I love me some Davido and I love me some Burner Boy and I love me some Whiskey and I love all of them like yeah. no shots whatever but at the time of the um, panel that was when there was back and forth and I was like really I don't really see that happening very often with women but I see it happening with men in the industry at the time and nobody opens their mouth to say oh men don't get along with men and men don't put men on and I'm just like well when you have weaponized tokenism so that women want to say I am the number one female or I am the boss lady or I'm the first lady or whatever why are you the first lady why is there only one lady like that is more so what we should be focused on but people wanted to be like oh I'm the only one so I'm not surprised that there is some sort of like oh envy not envy but Mm. like there is some sort of competition because they have been basically told that there's one sport yeah. And that's why anyone, when anyone comes onto the industry or comes onto the scene, it's like, oh my God, is she the next Thames? Or is she the next, like, there is room for Thames, Tiwa, Aria, stuff. everybody, there's yeah. room for all of them. But they're like, oh, is this person the next Tiwa? No. This person is the next them. Tiwa is still Tiwa. But like with women, it's like, there can only be three at a time. And like, it's, um, 
Yeah, you're so right. It's crazy. The mm. amount of weaponized tokenism that goes on. Um, look at the weaponized tokenism with women in rap, for example. Mm. And no one yeah. ever questions what that does to the mental health of the people that you're putting through that. And it, th that's one of the things, you know, when I said that there are all these barriers that can just be shoved out of the way because they don't have to exist. That's one of them. There is no need for the amount of weaponized tokenism that we see with mm -hmm. women in music and to touch on what you said as well when women say that women don't support women i always say that those are the few select women that actually don't, don't. support women you know yep. <laughs> like because the rest of us i mean the greatest support system in my life was my mom you know what i mean yeah. so that being a very foundation how would i have ever seen the world as somewhere where i felt unsupported by women other women man let's take a, let's take a breather <laughs> um but speaking about being a woman um obviously being a woman in nigeria means rude shocks for real this time 24 7 um if i'm being honest i underestimated the amount of sexism that actually mm -hmm. exists until i graduated and moved back and started working how about you nigeria is very you know, it's things that we've known, but I don't think that when we lived here, I really, like, deeped the level of sexism that was going on, right? Like, I, me and my friends are always talking about, like, when we were in secondary school, high school, and, like, how the boys basically, like, ruled our lives, <laughs> right? Just even, like, I, I think that we were terrorized now, right? Yeah, we were. But then <laughs> leaving, and, like, just with, all like, little things, like, but then leaving Nigeria and going to countries where it's, like, not that they're not sexist, they are, but it's more politically correct. But here, yeah, it's very brazen. Um, I feel like I, I, I struggle. Like, I struggle to be like, okay, this is me, and this is the work that I have done, and this is why you should support the work that I have done. So people will be like, oh, you don't have to reduce everything to gender. I'm like, but it is about gender. I know that you're mm -hmm. seeing me through the lens of who is this old girl, and why does she think that? she's entitled to money or whatever and I've worked with a lot of men like I've worked for men I've worked with men and I've seen the way that they approach life and sometimes I want to be like oh my god I wish I could be like them like I wish I could just open my mouth and ask they're, and they always advise me as well they'll be like ask for this I'm like okay you get to ask for this but when I ask for it even if I do deserve it I have to like literally be, I'm scrutinized and I have to defend every single thing that I'm saying. So I need to like, be, like I need to ask for what I deserve, but I also need to ask for what they think that I deserve as well. Mm -hmm. So I have to explain like, okay, we've done this, we've done X, Y, Z, we've done that, 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 before they're like, okay, if yeah. that makes sense. And I think that a lot of like, things that, I find that people say things to me that don't make sense. Like yesterday, <laughs> someone was like, I was talking about what we're doing, like with the network, which I guess we might speak about later. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, is it just going to be for women? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, how about men? I was like, do you know what my company is called? Like, do you know what, <laughs> you know what we do? I'm not saying that men do not need mentorship or do not need or whatever but it's what I've spoken about with like informal you know because she said who is mentoring these men and I told her I was like oh they're egg bones <laughs> and all the people that they call like yeah, yeah. I mean there are initiatives like I spoke to Timmy Dyer on the podcast oh, the yeah, other day does, man, man up, up initiative I mean there are men running things for men exactly so why do I as a woman have to create something for men 
man. You know, it's interesting that you you say this because there was a, there was something that you said that I want to touch on because I saw someone, I, I think it was a tweet the other day when someone said a man applies for a job when he has only 20% of the qualifications, but a woman is only going to apply for that job if she has 100% of the qualifications and knows that she's sure. And it touched like the yeah. very core of mm-hmm. my soul because that's it and people don't understand that it is about gender because women do have to do more women do have to prove themselves more yep. women do have to go through far thinner barriers to get to wherever or far greater barriers rather to get to wherever it is that they want to get to and it is a problem yeah i definitely have a problem with people that sort of like blame you and be like okay yeah okay this is the world that we live in so you sort of have to adapt but i definitely left jobs because i felt like i was harassed i didn't feel like i was harassed i was harassed Mm -hmm. like i was it might not be um explicit but it was there and i felt uncomfortable in those situations but if you ask a counterpart like okay i'm not saying that it doesn't happen but how many times have you left a situation like a job a work opportunity because you felt sexually harassed thank you it's just not the same yeah and if you ask so many young women in nigeria they will have the same story like i mean I'm sure you've been through a load of verbal harassment in the workplace as a woman, and that's standard. And why should that alone have to exist? And if we work our way up, like, through any hierarchy of rape culture, why should you as a woman, we as women, have to go through those things in the workplace at all? You know, and do you think that I mean, of course, these are reasons why as well. A lot of women who want to go into music don't. There's a lot of fear, I would guess, about being a woman in the music industry. Oh, of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. And the fear is not unfounded. Like Mm -hmm. people do want to sleep with you. People do want sexual favors in return for what, like beats or whatever. And like. It's sad. Yeah. It's very sad and disheartening because I know someone who did tell me she had an encounter with a producer who basically wanted sexual favors. And after that, like, she didn't sing again. Like, that was it. Because she was so... And this this happens way more often than we know about. These are just stories we know. So how about the ones that we don't know about? Yeah, it's it's really disheartening, you know, and safer spaces must be created for women in music um it's it's so it's so disheartening what would you say though is the is like the biggest shocker you've faced as just a woman in your working career in terms of sexism in the workplace harassment in the workplace what's that thing that literally just sent you flying off the roof um the biggest i'm not sure i think the company that i worked in when I first moved back, they it really traumatized me. I was like, "Why at all the what's the management sleeping with everybody?" I think I know the company. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this okay? <laughs> <clears throat> I actually think I know the company. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, say like, no more. <laughs> No, I I know. It's not even funny when you think about it, right? Because it was just like. Mm-hmm. It was the time. So be like, oh yeah, he tried to talk to me too. Ah, him, ah, he's, he, this is what he, I'm like, okay. Like, and it's so normalized. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But I don't even think they realize what they're doing because it's like, 
I'm your subordinate mm-hmm. or these are your subordinates. Yeah. Companies but I don't think don't they're seeing it that way. <laughs> mm, let's not throw too much shade. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's also speak about women versus women and women versus women with an X. Um, I noticed that for both Femme Africa and Femme Mag in all of your descriptions, you use women with an X rather than women with an E. Um, so firstly... I know some people who are tuning in to this episode may not know the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. So let's give a quick breakdown and then tell us why it's important to you to use women with an X rather than with an E. Um, So basically women with an X in some circles, it's um, more inclusive. So we're saying that we're inclusive of trans women, non-binary and um, yeah. While like women, I guess, is women. But we've sort of moved away from that because we did a lot of reading like at the time when we first you know moved towards it anyways we did a lot of reading and it was like okay how do we show that we are inclusive like we as 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 much as like we are in Nigeria and Nigeria is Nigeria there is that space where there are other people who want to enter music but they don't necessarily identify as cisgendered women so we're like okay how can we sort of simplify that in our communication and then we sort of found women with an x and started using it but then with all things i think everything is a learning curve so we were like reading more and then it's like uh people are like uh not sure like that that is really doing what you think it's doing (laughs) because a lot of people didn't even understand anyway so i'm like okay i don't think it's hitting the mark so let's sort of like dial it back and you know regroup and think about how else we can express that we are inclusive and like we are (laughs) you know I know exactly what you mean when you're trying to show that you're inclusive and then you have to be like okay maybe that didn't work yeah (laughs) Um, but to be honest I think the the concept of women with an ex Mm. is cool um cool in the sense that I do think in certain like times and settings it's necessary to use you know Um, so I think it's fresh that Femme did step on that and decide that Mm -hmm. you know what we are going to use that Um, let's go and let's now speak about rather Femme Mag huge 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 fan of Femme Mag what led to this okay so I've always wanted like I'm this was a person that like I Google everything, (laughs) like literally everything. I'll be like, how do I stop thinking about somebody? (laughs) Be like anxiety and ghosting. How does, you know, I'm everything. And then there will be this random articles from Cosmo about, but I'm like, I don't really want to read about Cosmo. But like, I've been like, I'm an avid reader of every single thing I consume magazines online I love the cut everything and I've said you know what everything concerning Nigerian women it's usually like heavy yeah like you know I don't really necessarily want to read about like our trauma or whatever like I just want to read like normal things as a Nigerian girl living in Nigeria when I'm reading about like fashion or whatever I don't want to read about Zara I want to know like what's happening in Nigeria, like Miss K or whatever else is here, right? Like, I want to know what foundation I can for my... Because it's hot. (laughs) Like, what Mm -hmm. foundation, what sunscreen. Like, I want to know things that are Nigerian. Like, I just want an everyday... An everyday magazine for, I guess, the everyday Nigerian woman. I don't want to say everyday because that's very blanket. But at the same time, I was like, there's also a space for, like, women who care. Mm -hmm. 
So there's this thing about people like boxing you into things. So I I'm getting a nose ring. I don't say I Ooh. want it. So I'm getting, but it's a stud. So I'm getting a stud. Love it. And I was telling someone who knows me and knows who I am or whatever. He's yeah. like, mm, I'm not sure that you should get one. I was like, why? He was like, okay, we'll see you. I was like, are you joking? Like oh, he'll be like, oh, you say that I'm not, I'm not being progressive. I'm like, you're not. But like that's that, right? But the reason I bring that up is because I genuinely feel like there is the space for women who go out every Friday and get drunk but I still care about what is going on in Asurok and Abuja and I care about work I care about my friends I desire relationships I don't necessarily want to be anybody's neck or whatever but <laughs> <laughs> I I do desire romantic relationships so I think that there is a space for like basically like women like us and it's like Everyone always thinks, oh, my God, if you're, like, so serious at work or blah, blah, then, like, you don't drink or, like, you don't go out or whatever. Or if you're a feminist, you don't want love and you don't want to partner with men. But, like, there's space for, like, literally all those types of people. Or the most common phrase, can women have it all? (laughs) (laughs) And the answer to that question is no. (laughs) We cannot have it all. And that's what we're trying to say, right? We're like, you're this high-powered killing. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's not what we want. Like, things will suffer. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. So we really wanted to create a space where it's just like, literally for any woman is like, come as you are. We love horoscopes. Like, we love... <laughs> I love reading you guys' as horoscopes. <laughs> but why is it that mine, I'm a Sagittarius, you guys always get me so wrong. I Everybody. think I saw something like, my snack is pomon. <laughs> <laughs> Small job. <laughs> Everyone, I know, I've been accused of like, favorite, but I assure you, like, I'm not even involved in that at all. <laughs> I see it for the first time too and I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. I'll tell the team. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you've you've built a solid team, of course, behind the um, Femme Mag. So let's speak about that as well. Um, what it took to really get a magazine up and running. Yeah. <sighs> um, you're like, what it took? I'm like, what is taking? Took everything. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> um, so, you know, candidly speaking, when I first had the idea, it was sort of like, I'm not an editorial person. I would go on, like, I would say that. Like, I'm not an editorial person. I love reading, I, writing, not so much. So it was Tim Lade, who at the time was working with us at Fam Africa and it was sort of like okay this is what we want to do um this is what we want to do this was the idea and the whole team sort of you know was like okay this sounds great and at the same time I knew someone else who was trying to do something like that so we were trying to do it together but our timelines just we're not working out literally like we just couldn't agree on like when we wanted to do certain things like our timelines were just all over the place yeah. so then we were sort of back to like square one but at that time me and Tim Lade had sort of you know because we were working together on that by the time we came back it was very much like okay she's editorial so why don't we just sort of go into it together and um Tim Lade is obviously like Femmag blessing (laughs) like she's like such a huge blessing because she's editor-in-chief basically every I don't even know what to call (laughs) but yeah so she's been great in terms of like building the team 
Um, it's very much hurt. Like every time everyone's like, my mag, I'm like, Tim Laddie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she's done a really good job. But our, our difficulties were like, we have no money. <laughs> and we were like tasked to build this team that would also grow us in terms of like numbers or just even like in terms of like building the brand so yeah. that has been I guess the biggest struggle like finding people who are passionate about the work and being like okay this is our tiny budget and like but the great thing is that a lot of people believe in the work that we're doing so we found like people being like okay we'll come onto the team like this is my usual rate or whatever but like for you guys like we'll you know come yeah. down and meet us halfway but all we try and do as well is provide value for our employees as they provide value for us so, um, yeah, I'm really proud of the team that we have now. Like, I'm really happy with them for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been it's been a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's still a learning curve, you yeah, know. Um, there's still so much that you're going to go through, and I mean, you're you're still in those very very early early stages. Early stages. What would you say are the things you're confident about and then the things that maybe you're a bit worried about? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm confident about the team. Um, I'm like, well, I wouldn't want to be doing this with, like with any other people. Like they they really inspire me daily the way that they've literally carried it on their head. Like for them, like this is the work and they're doing it so well. Um, I'm confident about our audience and our community. I'm like, it's great to see that there was a need for this. Um, I'm so proud of the team. I'm proud of how they stepped up during NSARS. Like, I'm just like, wow, I'm grateful, right? Yeah. Um, I'm always worried about money. <laughs> I'm always, always worried about money. But it's just the, you know, it's it's part of the job because I'm technically responsible for seven people and I have to make sure that each month they get paid regardless of what is going on with us like whether or not we get money or whatever like they shasha have to get paid <laughs> so I stress about that and I'm like okay media businesses are basically you don't make money in the beginning <laughs> yeah till you've sort of built your audience base mm -hmm. so it's like okay yeah till we can do that finding enough money for us to you know coast till we can like grow our audience and then start making money so I guess that's like the biggest struggle for me right now but aside from that I'm still very optimistic and excited for the future as you should be <laughs> um you have you have amazing stuff in the works you know and I like I said before I'm a huge 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 fan Thanks. of the femme mag and there's also the Femme Network. Yes. Midday, like I said, you're a busy woman. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the Femme Network. So I think that these things always sort of feed into each other. So after like everything I said about starting Femme Mag, it was also like great. We were working with women in music, but like what was their distribution like? Like what was their press? Like everything. So we're like, okay, on Femme Mag, we're going to cover women. Like yeah. people are like, oh, come in. I'm like, mm, we're going to cover women. <laughs> um, so in terms of the Femme Network, I realized that what is the pipeline? Like how are people entering the industry? So great, we want to have all this capacity development um, exercises and events, but like what follows after? How are people um, graduating? How are they getting jobs? And because of these informal channels we've talked about, it leaves room for a lot of nonsense. 
So when you have to start messaging someone, like messaging a man to be like, oh, can I work in your company? And he's telling you, come and meet me in Zemba and all of that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like, that's that's a problem. So um, I was like, what can we do about it? And as someone who, for whatever reason, people just call me for things. <laughs> they be like, oh, Mine, I'm looking for this job. That I'm looking for this employee, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, okay, like, let me see what I can do. So I've looked at a lot of CVs in my life. <laughs> and I realized that Nigerian CVs are just not very good. Yeah, especially entry level and I understand that because my first CV was atrocious and if not for my school's university career centre it probably wouldn't still be as good but like I made very good use of it like I was there all the time blah 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 and then I started asking people in Nigerian universities being like do you guys have this and they're like no I'm like okay fair enough so what can I do or what could we do at the time to sort of make that better so during lockdown we tried to <laughs> tried to launch the firm network which was basically like okay university students fresh graduates I think it was 10k a year but we just didn't have the capacity to continue it so I learned from my mistakes <laughs> and I was like okay let's you know try and start on a smaller scale let's do this mentorship thing i've always wanted to do and basically connect women in the industry to women that who just want to get into the industry and let's start with that um everyone always asks me are you doing it for profit or not for profit i'm like just leave me (laughs) like just let me you know figure out i do think that there's a way that money can be made but I don't know that that's my priority. Sorry, any possible investors. It is, though. It's my priority. I want to make money. And even I'm telling you it's your priority. Yeah, it's, it's my priority. I want to make money. But I also want to help people. Yeah. So with the mentorship, I'm like, it's going to be free so that it can reach the people who need it the most. Yeah. So if I'm saying it costs, which it does cost 25000 area. Um, there's an option for people to pay for other people to attend the program. We're going to make use of that. But either way, people are going to attend for free. Um, and I'm like, it's 25K. At the end of the day, it'll only be people that can afford it that get into it. And that's a problem. It just sort of like reinforces um, class stereotypes and class the um, yeah. the gap. And we don't want to widen that. Like we're trying to close that. So we decided to relaunch this International Women's Day, the Femme Mentorship Program. And yeah, it's exciting. No, this is brilliant. (laughs) This is brilliant because, I mean, you're one person who, I don't doubt your execution skills. Um, You're never afraid to go back to the drawing board. Anyone who's been listening to this episode will know that about (laughs) you now. Um, You're never afraid to go back to the drawing board and you're consistent, which is why you're able to be here right now in the position that you are. And I hope that you have a lot of confidence in what you're doing because this is going far, Mide. (laughs) This is going far. So in terms of the mentorship um, Mm -hmm. program are people going to find out more information about that on International Women's Day yes so we're launching on International Women's Day what we're going to do there's going to be an application because it's free and I know how much Nigerians love free things there is going to be an application process so that it's not like you're just like oh I've signed up and then you sort of waste the space they never come yeah (laughs) like I do not want that at all so we're going to open the application and then it will close sometime in March so we're going to you know, meet some of our mentors and yeah, March 8th. That sounds good. 
Mm. I'm really, really, really excited <laughs> Thank for you. you. Thank and you. in all of this, I hope you're looking after yourself. So what <laughs> what does Midi get up to for self-care? <laughs> I go Sarah's with you. <laughs> <laughs> me too, sis. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very, like, on Friday night, like, I'm out. that I'm just mm-hmm. trying to, you know. But during the week, like, I'm... This year, this year, I was like... I needed to be different, yeah. right? So I would say like 2020, like it was good, but as we were in a Panasonic, so <laughs> it was very, you know. But this year, I'm like, I need to work a lot harder. So I wouldn't even lie. I'm more focused on working because it's like, you know, me and my partners or me and the team were like, oh my God, it's so stressful. We need to get the adverse sort of like, but this is the job. Like this yeah. is the work that we have signed up to do. And even if it means from now till March, like, well, over time, that's fine. We'll rest after March yeah. and then we'll start again and go. But I'm mostly focused on, like, I re- I love reading books. Like, after work, I'm literally lying down with a nice book or watching something on Netflix. Like, I spend a lot of time with myself and that's yeah. good. I'm really excited to read Amanda's new book on same. grief. Yeah, uh, Same, because I read mm-hmm. the article and mm-hmm. I was like, like, I feel you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I feel you, sis. Honestly. I feel you, sis. Yeah, that's amazing. So what do you envision for Femme, the umbrella company yeah. that you've created? Um. So for me... Many people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm building a huge community of women. That is what we're doing, right? Yeah. So with our various verticals, we're like building a community of women. And we're saying that we're changing perceptions. This femme mag, everything, we're changing the way women are represented. We're changing the way women are seen in popular culture and media because these things matter. I think people think that sometimes we just get like our stereotypes, like where do they come from? come from movies they come from uh, they come from media they come from articles all of these things so we're trying to re-examine them and like look at it through a different lens so even just in terms of a typical parent it's not some um family structures are not like mom dad and child sometimes it's mom grandma and children like it just depends on unique situations so we're showing like a different perspective and a different world. So we're doing that with FemMag, with the Fem Network. We're making women more employable. We're putting them into um, career, long-term careers and work. We're pairing them with mentorships and with Fem. We're creating um, space, I guess, for women in the music industry growing but femme overall in general what we do want to get into we want to get into social impact programs for women because through all our verticals we already know women so we're like okay trust me we know them so we know what they need and we know what they're looking for and we know what will help them grow capacity building programs i don't know what nigerian governments currently do (laughs) i know there's a ministry of women affairs and i'm like okay but what do they do and (laughs) do you know like I'm not even throwing shade right now even though the government deserves all the shade it gets but do you know what has the ministry okay I'm gonna get shade for this thrown back at me but what has the ministry of women affairs actually like name one thing that they've done that you know of because I I cannot name I didn't even know there was a ministry of women affairs and I was like why isn't it tied into the same ministry of women affairs and something else it's not youth youth is for sports (laughs) 
Oh, God. I, like, yeah. But Nigeria is funny with the way they group things, right? Because even like youth and sports, I remember they were talking about the Minister of Sports mm. and they said <laughs> something about NYC. I said, what's his business? <laughs> like, I really just could not understand. I think it was his oh, name, Sunday. I was like, what is actually his business with my NYC yeah. now? But that's neither here nor there. So, like, oh, the Ministry my. of Women Affairs and, like, when Lagos is doing social impacts and you're giving people 5Ks, like, why are you doing that? And people are like, oh my God. Like, I always used to be like, women and microfinance. Like, it's women that borrow and blah, blah. And then I was reading an article about how damaging microfinance could be to women because they're not really regulated in Nigeria. They have high interest rates. And it's like, all these things that we have been taught are good for women. Are they actually? So they don't actually check. And we just want to be like, okay, take our word for it yeah. <laughs> we have these we have data we know this and that's sort of the goal i guess using like all the verticals to be like okay we have this information so if you want to do anything with women you can come to us and we can execute so that's the goal boom amazing <laughs> oh god i have i have such good friends guys <laughs> honestly man amazing people doing amazing things and midday um <clears throat> i'm so proud of you wow thank you so I am, much i don't think i've ever said that i'm so proud of you <laughs> You've done you've done so much and Thank I you. know it hasn't been easy. You star, man. You star. <laughs> so Thank how you. can people find out more about FEM, your events that you have coming up with FEM Africa, um, the FEM Mag, and of course the network as well? Okay, so follow us at FEM Africa. So that's F-E-M-M-E-A-F <laughs> Africa. <laughs> A-F-R-I-C-A. It's double A on Instagram, but it's one A on Twitter. Um, for Femme, it's the Femme Digital for Femme Mag on Twitter and the Femme Mag on Instagram. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm Mide Dukumu. So yeah. if you check my bio, I have all of them there. Or if you're like Mide who Googles everything, just yeah. type Femme Africa into Google. Exactly. And you'll yes, get everything. That comes up. That will come up. That will come up. <laughs> Thank you, sis. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for having me. I've had a really good time.